This is One-on-One's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is One-on-One's NFL Friday. A week 11 edition one-on-one's NFL Friday. Welcome in, folks, to our WFUV studios. Mac Rosenberg alongside Sean Cohen this week. And uh, we're also online, of course, WFUVsports.org and the iTunes Music Store. Sean, what's going on, bud? Ready for another exciting week of NFL football? It just does not stop. No. There's just always just great games in the NFL. It's just relentless. Absolutely. Uh, it's been such an unpredictable season, and uh, we'll first talk about the Thursday night game. Obviously, we'll get into everything else later. So many storylines this week, but... Uh, it started off last night with the Thursday night game, Colts 30, Titans 27. And the Titans in this game came out firing, Sean. I mean, the Colts, last three games the Colts have played, the Texans, the Rams, and now the Titans, they have been dominated in the first half. And they somehow, some way, find a way uh, for the second time in the last three weeks to get it done. They couldn't get it done against my Rams last week. That was too much of a hole for them to dig themselves out of, but... Andrew Luck again. Mr. Tavon Austin. Yeah, well, uh, you know, this time it was Chris Johnson in the first half doing a lot of great things. Ryan Fitzpatrick moving that passing game. It was too much for the Colts, but in the second half, Andrew Luck just finds a way once again. And you know what? Like, it really does speak to what poise and veteran leadership Andrew Luck has being so young. But you do have to question and worry a little bit about they just get themselves so deep in yeah. holes. I mean, eventually they're they're going to lose. They could lose some big games because of that. I mean, and these are against the Texans, the Rams, and the Titans. I mean, these are they should not be blowing good opponents. these teams out. It's interesting. Uh, and when they've had those wins this year, the Seahawks, the the Niners, the Broncos, they've they've beaten, uh, and they've played much better against those teams than they did in the last three weeks. It's it's it just goes to show the unpredictability of the National Football League. It's it's just unbelievable. Absolutely. And it and it really does show what Reggie Wayne means to the Colts. It does. That's a great point. They I really feel like they should have I felt like it would be a good move if they talked to the Giants, at least talked to the Giants about trading for Akeem Nix at the trading deadline. Right. That would have been a great move because they do need wide receivers right now. They do. I mean, and the young guys are starting to step up. They also needed a running game. Trent Richardson, that trade was not working out at all for the Colts. Uh, Before last night, uh, you know, it still really hasn't been working out. Andrew Luck was the second leading rusher. Donald Brown. Donald Brown, Brown. folks. I mean, he's been with this this team. uh, Mr. UConn as well. Uh, And, you know, he's been with this team the whole year. Nobody really... Nobody really knows about Donald Brown. He comes out last night, 80 yards on the ground, 5.7 yards per carry. He's got an amazing, for, for the season, he's got an amazing yards per carry total. And he had a couple of touchdowns on the ground. Kobe Fleener uh, with his best game yet to date of his career, tight end. So, I mean, you got to give the Colts credit. They do find a way to win the game in the end. They do. And you you really like to see Andrew Luck's connection with Kobe Fleener. You you can just tell when they're on the field yeah. that they've been playing for such a long time, both of them coming out of Stanford. And I really thought that once Reggie Wayne went down, T.Y. Hilton was going to be the guy. I really did. And he, he kind of he, he pretty much is still the number one receiver. Uh, but, I mean, they, they, they definitely had some trouble uh, in terms of passing. They, they had a whole bunch of three and outs last night uh, in the first half. Second half. The turnover, they were down 17-6 at the half. Second half, the, the, the turnover on the, on the kickoff, I think, really was the, tur- the the turning point of the game. Absolutely. Titans fumble that kickoff. It was 17-13 at that point. It was 17-6. Donald Brown scores a touchdown, 17-13. Titans fumble that kickoff, and then the Colts just started to run away. And you know what? I was really looking to see Darius Hayward Bay get involved in the offense. I thought that he's this, a bust. I thought that this was going to be like a breath of fresh air Huge for the team. Bust. This is going to be a second chance for him. One catch last night. I really thought he was going to step up, and he's just not doing it. <laughs> Andrew Luck actually said after the game when he was talking about the receiver stepping up in Reggie Wayne's absence that uh, DHB is is a leader. He's a he's an outspoken guy in the locker room. That that's about all he is. I mean, because he's yeah, not doing, he's anything, not doing anything, on anything on the, on the field, field right now. That's for sure. All right, let's move on now from this game and uh, let's check out the local scene. We'll start off with the Giants. <laughs> And, of course, our weekly Giants report with Eric Malo. 
I said last week that the Giants and I were turning the ship around at the season's midpoint, and here we are. I picked them to win, and Big Blue came through. It's November 14th, the Giants have three wins, and they're right in the playoff mix. Can you believe it? The Giants have strung together three straight wins on their way back into contention, and after knocking off Oakland on Sunday, they sit one and a half games back of the Cowboys and Eagles for first. And though their three wins haven't been pretty, head coach Tom Coughlin knows that his team just finds a way to do it. Don't make it easy on ourselves, but we did find a way to win, and I think the only way that happened is the players did it at the halftime. They do believe they were going to win, so that's basically the way it happened. I've been saying the obvious all year. Big Blue's overall play has been ugly, and it didn't get much better on Sunday. After fumbling the opening kickoff, the Giants couldn't seem to get much going on offense, and then Eli Manning threw a horrific pick six that even Mark Sanchez laughed at. There were bright spots, however, as the defense was once again stout and causing turnovers, and the Giants were finally able to run the ball thanks to the return of spunky running back Andre Brown. Next up for the G-Men is the Aaron Rodgers-less Packers, and even though Green Bay is down to their third-string quarterback, the Giants can't take them lightly. They need to continue to create balance on offense with Brown carrying the rock, and John Beeson needs to continue to lead a defense that's been resurgent since he arrived five games ago. As for my prediction, like I said, the ship is now sailing in the right direction for me and the Giants, so I'm going to ride the wave until the wind pulls me back to harbor. The Giants will win their fourth straight Sunday at 27-17 and continue their unlikely run. Covering the Giants, I'm Eric Ballow, WFUV Sports. All right, Eric Mala with his weekly Giants report, and he's been riding the seesaw all year long uh, with the Giants. He picks them to win, they lose uh, so many, so many times. But he's talk about he's, unpredictable. He's going to ride. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we, we talked about earlier the NFL. I, I think that's that's the one word to describe this season: unpredictable. Um, so the Giants at three and six, third place in the division, still a few games back. Uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys tied for first right now. Cowboys have the tiebreaker over Philadelphia. <laughs> this, you know, we, me and Nolan Silvernagel last week talked about just how awful this division is. It's just, it's just so bad. It's That's, so bad that it's good though. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say that. Somehow the Giants still have a shot in this division. I've said it so many times. I sound like a broken record. They have no chance in my mind to win this division. Uh, three and six. The Eagles are starting to turn it on. I still think the Cowboys have the most talent in this division. One of those two teams is going to win it. What, what do you think? Well, you're a big I, Giants fan. I am a big Giants fan, and I, I do have a lot of confidence in them. But three and six, I really feel like they just dug themselves in. Yeah, way too that's deep exactly right now. what I said last week. You put yourself at zero and six. You have to start winning games at a rapid pace just to get back to 500. It's really unbelievable that we're even talking about the Giants maybe having a shot at winning in the division. And that really points to how great of a leader Tom Coughlin is. Well, I, 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 I wouldn't say that's the first thing that, that comes to mind when, when I think about the Giants and why they still have a shot to win this division. But I guess that, that's, that, that is certainly one thing you could think about. Eli Manning is not playing lights out. He threw another pick six last week. Um, you know, they they've won three games in a row. The Vikings, they they beat the Eagles. They've not been impressive wins. No, not at all. The Vikings are the Vikings. The Eagles were with Matt Barkley at quarterback, and the Raiders are 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 terrible. Raiders are a terrible Raiders football are team. Awful. So, and they get another, you know, pretty bad football team this week just because they don't have the quarterback. Uh, the Packers are going to have Scott Tolzien making his first career start. And. As a Giant fan, you got to really hope that the Giants' front seven is going to come out and really yeah. go that, right that, at him. That's going to be—this game is, is going to be one, I think, for the Giants in terms of how their defense plays against this offense. Stopping the running game going to be, I think, number one and, and pressuring the quarterback number two. Absolutely, and I would really like to see DeMontre Moore get some snaps on the defensive side because he is really, from the first game of the season— He's been lighting it up on special teams. He always seems to be— Yeah, he had a big play last week, the, didn't he, on a he punt? He blocked the punt. Yeah. Yeah. First Giants uh, punt return for a touchdown, I think, since 1988. Jeez. So, yeah. they more they're, Super Bowls than blocked punts or touchdowns. They, they, it's funny. They they beat the—the they, the only convincing win was really the Vikings. I mean, the Eagles, they were winning 15-0 for a while, and then the Eagles got a special teams touchdown to make it interesting at the end. The Raider game, I mean, they 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 could have lost that football game. I mean, turnovers and, and 
I, I just I, I think that the Giants should win this football game. They're home. They're facing a, a very young, raw quarterback, inexperienced. But they're not going to make the playoffs. No, I mean, the, the end of the season for the Giants, their schedule is always so rough, and it's no different this year. It's yeah. But besides being they got a tough schedule and, down the besides stretch. being three and six, the schedule is so difficult that they were. It's always going to be an uphill battle at the end of the season for the Giants, and the Eagles' schedule is pretty light, and they're starting to turn it on, even even though you you don't know who's going to start a quarterback week to week with them. That That's unbelievable that they don't know who's going to start. I mean, come on. Nick Foles, 16 touchdowns, no interceptions this year. The seven-touchdown performance. He follows it up with a three-touchdown performance, which is really not, not too shabby. they got to start Nick Foles. Come on. I mean, that's that's what you would think would be the move, but with Chip Kelly, you never know. He really brings a different philosophy to the Eagles. He brings a very college-style philosophy, and it's and it seems to be translating well so far. I mean, they, they're facing the Redskins, big division game, chance to get over 500. Nick Foles has gotten them here. Why are—what what would make you want to go back to Michael Vick at this point? I mean, the, the system is starting to work now with Nick Foles. Sure, you mentioned the college thing. Nick Foles is not the, the kind of quarterback that, that uh, you know, Chip Kelly worked with it when he was at Oregon. M- Mike Vick is, resembles more of that kind of guy. But— Nick Foles, Nick Foles is getting the job done right now. I mean, Nick Foles is playing well. Him. you got to stick with him. And he he really comes out better under center than Michael Vick. He's, he can And he can do a little bit of everything. If he needs, he's obviously not the runner that Michael Vick is, but if he needs to roll out and pick up a few yards, he can go out and do it. He's an athletic quarterback. So this this game this week for the Giants, if they beat the Packers, they'll be 4-6. and six. The Cowboys have a bye week, so they're going to be 5-5 five and five going into the matchup between these two teams in two weeks. So it'll be a chance for the Giants to uh, to break even in this division and basically wipe away that first game of the season if they can beat the Packers this week. How difficult do you think it's going to be? Because Eddie Lacy's <laughs> – let's talk about Eddie Lacy for a second. He is – he's a monster. I mean, he is ro- slowly rising up rookie season. He he is slowly rising up the ranks uh, – as a, an NFL running back, I think that he is a guy that reminds me a lot of Marshawn Lynch and Steven Jackson. The way he runs between the tackles, and he can break a big one any time. He has that beast mode element to him as well, yeah. Eddie Lacy, I think he was just such a steal for the Packers where they got him. Yeah. I mean, coming out of Alabama, who grooms their running backs so well. Well, not lately. I mean, besides I mean, Lacy, Ingram, Ingram eh. no good. But they, they just put out so many good players Alabama and I mean Nick Saban Nick Saban's an unbelievable coach but Eddie Lacy I I could see him tearing into the Giants if if they're not playing heads up ball yeah Eddie Lacy just over four yards per carry this year so I I think that that's definitely I I mentioned the two goals for the Giants definitely number one's gonna be stopping this running game and number two definitely getting to the quarterback you had a prediction on this one Sean while I want to say the Giants are going to win this one. You're really going to pick the Packers? Scott Tolzien, a rookie quarterback, anytime first you career think, start anytime on the road. Anytime you expect something from the Giants, whether it be a win, whether it be a loss, it oh, seems to go the opposite way. I mean, Tolzien had two drives against the Eagles that they were knocking on the door for the end zone. He threw a pick in the end zone on one of them, and the other one was four down territory at the time, and, and he, uh, Jordy Nelson dropped the ball. They challenged it, and... and it was upheld. So he did lead that team down the field a couple of times. They look pretty good. But, I mean, I, I, I'm i going to stay – if there is a safe pick in this game. <laughs> it's a, I, I don't know really if there is a safe pick in this game. But I will pick the Giants to win this football game. I mean, it's – it's you're, you're right. It may not be as easy as it looks like it is, but I, I will pick New York to come out with the win. Move to four and six, four games in a row. I mean, after starting 0-6, you know. For them to win three in a row is not bad. I mean, they they're they're still they're definitely a confident team right now. Three win, you know, winning however they however you do it in this league, it gets you confident. I think they're a confident team. And you would think that if they won this week or win this week, they would have so much momentum that it's almost destined that they're going to beat the Cowboys next weekend. Well, uh, we will see about that. They will be home for that game, which which is pretty big. Got to get past the Packers first. Can't look too far ahead. Let's move on to the best team in New York, in the NFL. As we know, the best team in New York is Fordham football, 10-0. Nice shout-out for the Rams. They'll go face Rams. Lafayette tomorrow, looking to go 11-0. Uh, 
Uh, but the second best team in New York, the best NFL team in New York, the Jets. And we start things off as we always do with our weekly Jets report, Chris Venezia. The bye week is coming to an end and the New York Jets are squaring up to face Buffalo upstate in a very winnable matchup. The Bills have struggled recently, losing three straight to drop their record to three and seven. The team's offense can't seem to get things going, scoring just 13 points in the previous six quarters. Game Green's defense is the last thing a struggling offense wants to see as they've devoured opponents this season, with the exception, of course, of a game in Cincinnati. The D got an upgrade this week as veteran safety and pro bowler Ed Reed is now a New York Jet. His experience and intelligence should provide a boost to the secondary. Reed is excited to call New York his home. It feels good. You know, I'm, um, it feels right. You know, and it is right. You know, I'm comfortable. You know, I'm, um, I'm happy to be here. Great situation for me. This isn't the first time Jets head coach Rex Ryan and Ed Reed have been under the same roof. Ryan was part of the Baltimore Ravens coaching staff for seven seasons when the safety was on the team. Coach praised his new Pro Bowl back. It'll be a great signing for us, and he's he's going to help this football team without question. More good news for New York as wide receivers Antonio Holmes and tight end Kellen Winslow are expected to take the field this Sunday. Holmes has missed the past five games with a hamstring injury. Winslow sat out the last four games with a suspension for violating the NFL substance abuse policy. Having those two targets back should help quarterback Geno Smith throwing the football. The rookie completed just eight passes his last time out. As things stand right now, the Jets have the second wildcard spot in the AFC with their 5-4 and four record. If New York wants to be a playoff team at the end of the year, they need to win these games against struggling clubs. My prediction, Jets 31, Bills 21. With the Report, I'm Chris Venezia. Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. Man, the Jets, I mean, the see- the seesaw has been riding all season long for this team, have yet to win back-to-back games. And me and Nolan talked about it last week when he brought up the remaining schedule for the Jets. We're going to read it again because it, it's it's unbelievable. And I think Pat read it last week, the record, I think it's like 16-22 and 22, tw- or 16-23 and 23 for the remaining remaining schedule here, the, the, the opponents for the Jets, at Buffalo, at Baltimore, against the Dolphins at home, against the Raiders at home, at the Panthers, which right now stands as the toughest game, home against Cleveland, and at Miami. Is that is that not unbelievable? That... Unbelievable. In seven games, they you, when you look at that schedule, it's not incredibly far-fetched to say that they could go 5-2. and two. No one said that they could go, they'd go six and one. I I just don't think they win six out of the next seven I don't, games. I, mean, I don't I don't think the Jets are deep enough to no. pull off something like that. And no. I don't I don't think they're mature enough. I mean, I would say Ed Reed was a great ad for them. Yeah. He's he's will bring the veteran voice that the team needs, but they're they're not gonna they're not gonna reel up six wins, five wins. No. How how many wins do you think they get here? So at the Bills, let's just let's run it down and see what what, what you think here. At the Bills, they should win that game. I think they're going to win that game, too. They should definitely win. So that's one game. At Baltimore, I say that's a loss. That's a loss. That's a loss. Baltimore so, is coming on. That puts them at 6-5 and five against the Dolphins at home. You at never, home. You never know what's going to happen. Jets-Dolphins is always, Dolphins. always a crapshoot. It's always a crap Every year. Every year it's a crapshoot. It doesn't matter where the game is. It's always a crapshoot. I think they're going to lose that one. I would say that they're going to lose that one. I'll th- give them the I win. like Ryan Tannehill. I'll give them the win. So that— that would put them at seven and six for me, and I think six and six for you, something like that. I don't even. I'm, my math. My seven math and is five horrible. for you, six and six. Yeah, for seven me. and five for me. Right. At home against the Raiders. How much of a shot do you give them? I think they they got to win that game. The Raiders, man. They they traveled Raiders to New York are so twice. bad. Yeah. Traveled to New York. They they are awful. They played a lot. Is that a one o'clock game? That is a 1 o'clock game. They have played so many 1 o'clock games on the East Coast. And they are terrible, terrible traveling across the country. They think they've lost 12. I can confidently say they've lost 12 games in a row when traveling across the, to the Eastern time zone. Unbelievable. At Carolina, right now you'd say that's a loss. Yeah. But you just never know. You, you really, you never know. Home against the Browns. They should Browns, win that Browns one. Browns are looking a lot better right they, now than they have a spark anybody in them, thought the they would be. They, they, could they have a spark. Beat the Jets. It's late in the season. We'll see. At the Dolphins, again, it's it's a crapshoot. Jets and Dolphins. You got to assume they're going to go one and one. 
How many wins do you think they need to to clinch a wild card? You think nine? I would say to feel safe and comfortable, I would say they need ten. Because really, to get yeah. a wild card, because you have to assume the top two teams in the AFC West are I right. Mean, they're going to come out. That, so that, that really only leaves right. you with the six seed. I mean, nine bang- and seven should do it, but Bengals are six and four. I mean, the Bengals are really the only team that the Jets. There's not have many other teams about, in think, the hunt right now. No, there, there's not. I mean, the Ravens. The Ravens are, are the Ravens and the Browns. The three teams in the AFC North right now. I mean, whoever whoever doesn't win that, I think I think the Jets should should be able to make the playoffs. I really do, for for the sole fact of their schedule. So I think whoever wins that AFC North is going to be at the only playoff spot in that division. That's my opinion. But anyway, sticking with this team right now, they come off the bye week, and they did lose to the bye. That that's confirmed. Jets did lose to the bye. It does not go against their record, but as Rex Ryan said, because they can't win back to back games. But uh, in all seriousness. Um, Going up to Buffalo now, like you said, they get Ed Reed. That's huge for this team. I think that's huge because, like you said, veteran leadership, and he's worked with Rex Ryan before in Baltimore. It was an, you know, that was a top defense in the league. So these two know each other. I think that's going to be a huge advantage. This defense is already excellent. And I don't even think they added him as much for his playing ability or some say lack thereof. Right. But I really feel like they added him almost as like, like that father figure, that that real veteran who can bring. Some punch and experience and knowledge to the team. I won't disagree with that. Um, another another thing I'm looking out for on this team. I said it last week. I, look, Geno Smith is going to be inconsistent. He's a rookie. He's, he's not. A rookie. He's he's not. He wasn't highly touted coming out of college. Uh, as you know, guys like last year, Andrew Luck and Colin and um, and Russell Wilson. So he's not one of those guys. But he's winning games right now. He's winning games, and I, I'm actually curious as to what what you think about this because Nolan brought it up last week. He said that all of this talk about Geno Smith sounds so similar to what we were saying about Mark Sanchez in his first two years. Hey, he's winning games. How what, Whatever he's doing, he's winning games, and look what happened. What do you think about that? There is, and I do understand the comparison between him and Sanchez, but they're really letting him explore the offense, and they're opening up the playbook. You would, I, If I were to you categorize think, Mark Sanchez, especially in his first few years— You think he was limited? I would say that you could dub him as like a game manager. But Geno Smith— You wouldn't dub Geno as a game manager. I, I think they're letting—they are letting him air it out a little bit, and they're letting him get the experience that he needs— to become a possible good starter in the NFL. And, of course, he is going to have his ups and downs as as a rookie. But I feel like, and it's you could hear it in his voice and what he says in the post game. he just seems like he has a lot of maturity for such a young guy. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with that. I think he, he is very, he's very mature. He, he's, a, he's going to be a good leader for this team. I think you, you could already say that he is a lead, one of the leaders of this team. Um. Eight touchdowns, thirteen interceptions. So I mean, you know, he he's been throwing the ball. He has been throwing the ball. Thirty-eight attempts, thirty-five attempts, twenty-nine, thirty-four, twenty, thirty-four, thirty-three, thirty. That's a lot of attempts for a rookie. Yeah, he had nineteen uh, two weeks ago. He's only eight for nineteen a couple of weeks ago. That was his actually his first time all year that he's completed less than ten passes, and the first time all year that he's attempted less than twenty. So that was a different type of game. Their running game really carried them, and he carried them on the ground. He had a touchdown running um, in that game. So, I and, mean, let, and letting him throw the ball so much really shows the confidence that the Jets yeah, have in him as, they, they are, as a quarterback and the leader of the offense. They are letting him throw it. They are letting him throw it. Another thing I want to talk about, the running game on this team. Because you look at the beginning of the season, Bilal Powell started to break out in that game against Atlanta. Had I think he had like 138 yards or something in yeah, that game and a, and a right. touchdown or something. And we thought he was the guy. Now Chris Ivory comes in, and he and he has an excellent week last week. They're both inconsistent. Who is the guy right now? I mean, it there. It's really an open competition between the two. You, you still think you still you, you don't so. You, but this week, I think it's it's safe to say that they will start Ivory. I think Chris of Ivory week, off of two weeks is. Ago. I think he is the top guy right now, but. Who knows with him? I mean, he hasn't really had—he's been in the league a while, but he hasn't had much exposure in the NFL, and that's what happens when you play in New Orleans. You you never have a guy that's going to get 25, 30 carries a game. That's a great point. And now this is the first time you're really seeing him get a lot of snaps. 
in the NFL. Had 18 carries two weeks ago. And he had 30. Remember, he, in, in that New England game when they won, he had 34 carries. 34 carries. So they're relying on their running game a lot because of what Geno Smith, you know, being a rookie and all, they, they have to rely on this ground and pound running game. And the defense as well. The thing is, for me, they're, they're probably getting Santonio Holmes back this week. He's probable. So, and we remember what Santonio Holmes did the last time out against Buffalo. I think that he provides a weapon for Geno Smith. Geno Smith is a quarterback that he needs He needs the pieces around him to be good. Jeremy Curley's not playing this week. So, you know, you get Holmes back, hopefully, and, and you can provide that weapon for the Jets to, to maybe get on more of a consistent path offensively. Absolutely, and as you said, Geno does need those those little weapons. He needs that check down. He needs the tight end coming off coming off a slant or a little post pattern, but Santonio Holmes is really going to add an entirely new dimension to the offense, in my opinion. He can, I mean, he has such good hands, He can, yeah, he and does. he can beat so many corner, corners down the field. He, you know, people thought coming into this year that he was not good anymore, and I always thought that he was a solid player. I thought that it was, he, he was, when healthy, the undisputed number one guy on this team, uh, but, I mean, you know, who has he really had to throw him the football, I mean, in the past few years? Sanchez and, and now Smith. I mean, these guys aren't aren't the best guys in the world to have you throw the football. Now he's healthy. We saw these guys get on a little bit of a connection, uh, you know, earlier in the season when they played Buffalo. So maybe they pick up where they left off. I mean, this this was the guy. People forget that this was the guy who had that clutch game-winning touchdown catch in the Super Bowl from Ben Roethlisberger. That's right. People just— That put him be, on I, the map. I think— I think his attitude or his perceived attitude problems really get in the way of his talent. Or that's what people, that's people's perception. And we of remember him. what happened in Miami the last game of the season last year. I mean, you know, Rex Ryan had, had said that the, the locker room was, was chaotic and was pretty much lost after that game. And now Holmes, still on the team. Back healthy can be can be a guy that that can really play a role. I think on this offense, and it's going to be interesting to see what the media and how they handle it based on how Santonio plays. Because you know, if he if he has one catch, two catches, if they don't target him a lot, people are going to the media is going to go out and say, oh, they're going to try to get at him and say, what what do you think? Or, do you need <laughs> do you need the ball more? They're going to try to create like a Des Bryant like element. I think if he doesn't get a lot of targets, I heard he's terrible with the media. I heard that he he does not he won't give you anything when you ask him questions. But anyway, let's get to a prediction for this one. Who you got? I like the Jets. Plain and simple, I like the Jets. I I think they're really coming into form right now, and they're not. They're not a top team. No. I don't look. I don't look to them. They're playing with house money right now. They are. Come on, five and four after ten weeks with the bye, with wins over over the teams that they've beaten: the Falcons, the Patriots, the Saints. You'll take it. House money. And and the Bills, they just have no identity. Ah, it's a shame in Buffalo because EJ Manuel until he got hurt was looking really good, and then and then you bring in Jeff Tool. Ugh. Who, <laughs> My goodness, the guy's a tool. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen few quarterbacks worse than Jeff Tool. He is awful. He is, bad. and 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 so EJ Manuel's injury really kind of took the wheels off the off the train there for them, and, and you know the new head coach and everything. So I still question that pick too, EJ Manuel. I but I he did was not looking, understand. He, he was looking good. Yeah, first quarterback taken in the draft. There was there were a lot of questions when it happened, but he it was looking like it was starting to pay off. Remember they beat Baltimore. Uh, at home early in the season with E.J. Manuel. So we'll have to see E.J. Manuel in his second game back. Um, I will take the Jets. Stevie Johnson, by the way, not playing in this game. No. Number one isn't. target. And that, I mean, that's, of course, positive for the Jets' defense. Absolutely. So I will take the Jets as well. I still can't believe you took the Packers. I, I still I just don't understand how you could take the Packers. I know there's not a safe there's not a safe team to pick in that game. I understand that. But you're a Giants fan. They've won three games in a row. They have the momentum. Tolzien is a rookie quarterback. He is okay? a rookie, but making his debut in the his his debut start in the NFL. He's, he has not played a full game in his career in the NFL, and you're picking him to win. I just don't. You must have no confidence in your football team. You know what? As a Giants fan, I have learned to expect the unexpected from them. And while all signs point for them to win. That's almost precisely why I think they're going to lose. <laughs> if they were 0-6 and, 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 and playing in this type of game, I would understand it. 
but they have some momentum now. I think they, they do. Have, they I mean, momentum. I wouldn't. They are far I from definitely a would not be team. shocked. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a definite. Right. I'm not. I'm not super confident right. in saying that the Packers are going to win this game. The Giants could very well easily win this game, and they do, of course, have a lot of momentum. But I am kind of worried for them that they are looking ahead, as I was, to the Cowboys game next week, and this could be an, an example. It, this could be a trap game. Could. All right, let's move on. Talk some general NFL. Um, I do want to talk about the Sunday night game. That, that's prob- that's the game of the year thus far. I mean, you put the you put the Colts Broncos game Sunday night a few weeks ago, and then this game. They're they're one A and one B in terms of game of the year. But who do you think is going to win the NFC East? Who I think is going to win the NFC oh, East? Who do you think it's between? I really, only, I think we we I only it to think it it's between the Eagles. I, I think oh. it's I think it's a one hundred percent the Eagles. Seriously, I, you don't you you wouldn't. <laughs> I have zero yeah, I mean, confidence I, in the Cowboys. I think that this is the time of year where funny. they really start to fall apart. You hear different opinions from everybody because Nolan last week said that he doesn't see the Eagles as a competitor in that division at all. I mean, I don't I, I don't think whoever wins the NFC East, I don't think they're going to do anything in no, the playoffs. No, I I mean, you'd be stupid to think that, but again, unpredictability factor in this league, you just have no idea. I think it's between the Eagles and the Cowboys. You have to give the Cowboys I mean, a shot. I mean, of course, standings-wise it's between them, right. but I don't think that the Cowboys so you're have going Eagles. any fortitude. Eagles have the momentum right now. They do. Got a big division game. They still have one more against the Cowboys in Dallas late in the season. That, that's the last game of the season, actually. Yep. That could be for all the marbles in that division. Um, and I mentioned it before. It's, it's tough. With it's Chip really Kelly's tough. offense, it really is almost like like a rookie pitcher like coming in. Like Everybody is just getting their first like whiff <laughs> of this new look, up-tempo, I mean, run-and-gun Eagles they're offense. They're 5-5. and five. I mean, you know. But when they are in a groove— they they are dangerous. They are a dangerous team, and especially especially with the teams not knowing the opposing team not knowing who's going to start a quarterback. That makes it so hard to prepare oh, for. I, them. I, I I think that it's quite. I think the teams are preparing for Nick Foles. They are teams are preparing for Foles. I I you know I still don't know who I pick for that division. It's just so. It's I'm going with the Eagles. Such a crap shoot. I, and I I hate to say it. I mean I'm obviously an Eagles hater. But right. I gotta go with the Eagles. All right, let's let's talk about this Sunday night game. Okay, Broncos Chiefs. So many good storylines <laughs> for this game. John Fox will not be there, sadly. Um, Peyton Manning nursing that ankle, but he's gonna play. I mean, there's just no, there's no way he doesn't play. I mean, if anybody, when anybody, and I saw that hit he took against San Diego. If you that saw nasty. that, but did you really see that and say to yourself? Man, Peyton's probably not going to play next week. No, of no. course not. He's was one any... of the grittiest guys, in my opinion, in NFL history. If you there was knew a he doubt, was play. if there was a doubt in your mind that Peyton Manning was going to play, now you don't know Peyton Manning. I mean, simply, <laughs> uh, he he didn't practice a few times this week. They held him out of practice. That's fine and everything. He's got to play. He's going to play. And you have the number one defense in football in terms of takeaways and quarterback pressure. In the Kansas City Chiefs, Holly, Justin Houston on that Tom Holly right now is my defensive MVP. You wouldn't go with Robert Mathis? No. I I mean, I, I, I probably would agree with you. Unbelievable. He is so fierce. Uh, you know, the defensive line play of the, the front four, the front seven, really, for, for the Chiefs is unstoppable right now. It really is. And the types of players that they have are perfect for an Andy Reid defense. Like, the front seven is a cornerstone for any success with Andy Reid. Yeah, and it this shows what a great coach he is, because no one, no one, ex- people thought the Chiefs were going to be better than last year and previous years, but no one thought they were going to be like this. Andy Reid, before he even interviewed for the Chiefs' job, listen to this. This is my. This is this. I I am just flabbergasted by this story. <laughs> Andy Reid, before he even interviewed for the job, watched every single snap. Of the Chiefs' 2012 season, every every single play of the season. <laughs> that is that's, unreal. Is that not? A, I mean, that's how much he wanted that job. That's how dedicated he was. Once he got fired by the Eagles, found out he'd be interviewing for the Chiefs' job, he watched every single snap of their 2012 season, and that's not easy to watch. No, two and fourteen. No. Matt Castle as the quarterback. Matt Castle. So that's how dedicated he is, and it's paying off. Nine and zero, and. That's that's some game. We're going to get to that uh, game, picking that game later on. 
But I'd say that obviously the biggest matchup has got to be that front seven against the O-line for Denver and, and, and pressuring Peyton Manning. Because I right now, if, if I had to pick a, a side to win that battle, I'd pick the Chiefs. Absolutely, their front seven. I would pick them over over Manning because Manning has been has Manning has gotten pressured this year. Absolutely, he knows how to get the ball out, but he has gotten pressured. Yes, with and that ankle, it's not going to be easy. Something that I I'm curious to get your perspective on this. What do you think about the Chiefs letting Dwayne Bowe start after his arrest last week on the bye week? Uh, and I'm sorry, <laughs> Pat Burns just whispered. Well, not whispered in my ear, but he just said in my ear, "Would Andy Reid have done that?" What we were just talking about, watched every play for every, every any job that he interviewed for. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I mean, he probably would have because he's just that dedicated of a, of a coach. That you know, when he finds out, well, he no, he interviewed. Well, he interviewed for the Cardinals job. He was pretty much a shoo-in to get that job. There's no way he sat down and watched every single play of the Cardinals season nope. and then found out he was interviewing for the Chiefs' job and watched every single play of their season. Come on. There's no way. Um, anyway, yeah, it, it's it's going to be something on Sunday night. going to be a great, great game. Let's, uh, let's move on now. We've got uh, one of our classic segments of the show, of course, the fantasy segment. It's time for some fantasy football talk. Who are the best picks around the NFL? Plus, start them and sit them to help you win your league. And Bobby Gubin join us, joining us as he does every week. Bobby, what's what's going on, bro? Nothing much. I'm coming off of an impressive win in our league. You came I, back I, after I beat you with Foles two weeks ago, and, and you I defeated got the, the job only done. undefeated team in the entire that, league. That's something so else. It feels pretty good. That's I'm right. Kenny, Kenny DeJohn, one of the staff members here, was 9-0. and Nine and zero. Oh. Wow. Well, he has Peyton Manning. I mean, it's it's. A I have Peyton Manning in another league, and I'm six and four. I'm just saying it's easier it's easy. to be undefeated this year it's if been, you have Peyton Manning. It is, but in our league, sixteen teams in our league, right? Yep, it's, yep, that's 16. very very hard to go oh, nine yeah. and zero. Oh. Very, very very difficult. Um, let's uh, get it started off with your believe it or not for this okay. week, Bobby. What's going on? Uh, number one on the list is Rashard Matthews. Mm, interesting. Guy Monday I night. picked up in our league. Uh, Eleven catches, 120 yards, and two TDs. My feeling is, you know what? Why not? Why not? Why not, right? Who else in, in exactly. Miami? It's Mike week Wallace? Of, exactly. Mike Wallace, Brian Hartline haven't done much. It's Why kind of not? A shame maybe, that... maybe, you know, uh, Tannehill has finally found somebody he's comfortable with. I don't know. Yeah, and obviously you don't know the answer to this, but I'd love to know why Wallace and Hartline haven't panned out. I mean, these are two talented well, I receivers. Could, I could tell you the reason why Wallace hasn't panned out, and it's the same reason Pittsburgh let him go. It's <laughs> because... He's a flash in the paint. He's an attitude, and he up and down. If he doesn't burn the cornerback, forget it. Forget it. That's he's his not, game. That's his game. Yeah. If he doesn't beat the cornerback, that's it. But they aren't targeting him as much as they should. No, be. they're not. He, he he has a legitimate beef. I think. no. They should be. They should be throwing to him more. But it's their style of offense. They're not a throw it deep team. No. You know they're very Tannehill's not conservative. That kind of they're not yet. They least. try not to yet, get a no. running game going, even though Lamar Miller and Daniel Thomas continue out of struggles. Right. But so you like Matthews? I like Matthews. Yeah, right. going forward. Uh, John Carlson, tight end of the Vikings, seven catches, oh, right. ninety-eight yards, career in a TD game on Thursday last, last Thursday. week. Uh, no, no, no. Not. I'm not believing. I mean, look, even with Rudolph he's out, be- I was going to say he's better than Kyle Rudolph to me, and I think oh, even think if he's Rudolph, better than Rudolph. I think he's better than Rudolph. I think Rudolph come- because Rudolph. Let's be honest. I mean, that's not saying much. Rudolph is not that good. No, uh, but I think even if Rudolph comes back, they're gonna they like what they see from Carlson. But I don't like enough of what I see from John Carlson and to I, say yeah, start him. I agree with you because any receiver in Minnesota, I have Greg Jennings on my team. Oh, you don't, you the don't quarterback situation is yeah. a mess. So when the quarterback situation is a mess, next week, you never know what's going to happen. You cannot exactly. trust any receiver in Minnesota. Only guy you can trust is the running back. Yeah, and we definitely can trust AP. Yeah, we uh, definitely can. <laughs> uh, Golden Tate, six catches, 106 yards, and a TD last week. Look, the only reason he's on my list this week is because Percy Harvin's back. Percy Harvin's back, and That's I think right. going forward, no more room for – I mean, wow, I think you really, you really I, don't I think, see that. I, I, think, I think he's going to Tate has been a very the, nice surprise this year for them. Two. I think Doug, so. He'll line like up Doug wide, ba- right? Doug Baldwin will disappear, right? From the exactly. But I think Golden Tate's value was only because he was the number one. I think the number of targets he's going to see, the number of touches he gets, is not going to be enough. It's tough. I, mean, I, I kind I, of I just I, think he's maybe a weak flex play going forward. I once think, Harvin. Shows he's Harvin. If Harvin doesn't show he's Harvin, 
Uh, then you know maybe maybe Tate is okay. I think Harvin's absence. But I think Percy's gonna come back. I think Harvin's strong. absence really turned this team into more of a, a passing football team, uh, and 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 Tate took advantage of that. Now they have Harvin back. They they're not just gonna line him up a wide receiver. I, I guarantee you that they they we will see him in oh, wildcat oh, sets, definitely. Run, definitely. He, he is running the back new sets. Breed and the new generation of Absolutely. what a wide receiver is in so, the NFL. So so. They will fully take advantage of, of what I he just has don't to offer, know, but Tate kind of takes a backseat. I don't know if they seat. can ex- coexist, uh, and right now I don't believe it. I, I I don't see anything that suggests to me that they can. Uh, Andre Brown, 115 yards and a TD. Absolutely, I believe it for the Giants. I think he is a solid number two running back going no, we forward. Show, for we the rest saw it of last the year when he was healthy. Right. I mean, so now that he's healthy again, he's strong, and the Giants are going to continue to run the ball first. They're, they're going to continue to be a run-first offense. Eli's not having a good season. You'd say they're a run-first offense right now? I think they have to be. With the way I think Eli's playing. With the, the way, way Eli is playing. playing and the struggles that they're having just in general, they have to go to a more—they have to stay with they a more conservative, conservative game plan. Kind of reminds me of the Dolphins a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And last but not least, Bobby Rainey. He shares my name. <laughs> Bobby uh, Rainey. 45 yards oh and a TD. God. You know what? Just because Mike James— Why not? Why not? That's that's again. Uh, I believe for the that, sheer fact that he's getting carries. I believe carries. that he will be right, the most productive back on Tampa, and I think that makes him somewhat relevant. I I, I don't. If you expect anything more than a shot in the pan flex play from him, you're overshooting your boundaries. But I think same, that is, you know it's not bad. It's kind of the same outlook that I had on Mike James when uh, Martin went down. I I, I co-own a team in a league and. And we do we have waiver budgets where you bid on players. And the second that Martin went down, my my friend told me that we have to bid a lot on Mike James. And I think that we I, we didn't we you know we bid like forty bucks. The winning bid was like ninety or something. <laughs> and and he was doing pretty good actually. He but was he was surprising me. I'll tell you that I, I was didn't shocked think as Mike well. James was, was going to be was much totally, of anything. Totally, and he was totally shocked. Really Showing he can run the ball. So, but. I mean, maybe Rainey will uh, will pick it up. Yeah. Where, uh, where James had it. Moving on to guys I like this week and guys mm-hmm. I don't like this week. At QB, Russell Wilson. Obviously, Minnesota is oh. one of the worst defenses in the league. Yep. Uh, I think he's going to light them up. Uh, Matt Stafford, you know, Pittsburgh allowed Brady to throw four TDs last week. I don't see why Stafford can't do the same. You know, I it's. I, I, that's the dilemma I have in our league, Stafford or Foles, because Foles facing the Redskins defense, they are terrible. He's the, you next, see what, he's the next guy on my list. Did we, he's uh, the next oh, guy on my list, geez, which I hate. Me which I what hate, a perfect bridge. Which I, which I hate to put because of what he, what you and him did. <laughs> we did it collectively. To me two weeks ago. You did. Sean, you did in case you didn't know, I was facing Bobby in our league. Stafford was on a bye, so I picked up Foles. Two weeks ago, seven TDs, seven TDs yeah, out of absolutely nowhere. He's facing the Raiders. Why not? He's on my bench. <laughs> if I had to choose between the two, yeah. I'm choosing Stafford. He's just he's. Oh, he's I chose more, Stafford last week and it didn't reliable. work. He's more reliable. And he's got Calvin, but he's at Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh. Calvin, you have to but keep in mind though, he's banged up. He missed two uh two days of practice. I don't year. know. I think I I'm not gonna. I made this mistake already with Nolan, but I w- <laughs> I would. Go with Stafford simply so because tough. he's a proven top five quarterback. I still have Foles a in my line. I'm Foles looking at it right now. Foles is mostly because of the matchup play. And he with. he is start. He's consistent now. He yes, is but he could resort now. You can't say he's consistent now after two games. That's not consistent now. All consistent right, that, now is after five games. All right, or so. fair enough. Okay, fair enough. just go Station back Redskins and watch. D? Just watch the film of that Dallas game, and if you still think oh, Foles God. doesn't have badness in him, I don't want to hurt. My, I don't want to hurt my eyes. I won't watch. Okay, that. exactly. So you'll still so go with he, Stafford. In my opinion, he can go back to that instantaneously. All right, all right. QBs I don't like. Matt Ryan against Tampa. Look, Atlanta. That team is just boy. Shame. It's got nothing to play for Shame. anymore. Shame. On their faces. and and I think you know. Darrell Revis, Tampa defense is not that bad. I, I think he'll struggle. I, he struggled last week. I think he struggles again. Uh, Andy Dalton against Cleveland. Look, Andy Dalton's thrown six picks in the last two games. Where did he go? Where did the Bengals go? It was 6-2. and two. They were finally looking it, well, like— It's because Andy Dalton wasn't making mistakes, and now he's <sighs> making mistakes. I Look, I don't. it's not Man, that I don't think Andy Dalton has the chance to, to throw a TD or two against Cleveland, but I think he's going to throw at least one or two I picks. still say they find their way into the playoffs, but, man, they just took a drop. Yeah. Uh, and Eli Manning against Green Bay, don't do it. It's just the only reason he's there is because if anybody's thinking, ah, oh, Green Bay, you know, Giants are going to have the ball for more of the possession of that game and Green Bay's defense isn't that good, don't no, do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't, don't do it. start Eli Manning. Okay, he's The Raiders' just been defense. Absolutely terrible. The this Raiders' year. defense had a pick six off of him last week, yeah. and we saw what happened with the Raiders' defense against Philly. That was the third one of the year, Philly. I think. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think it had to have been more. It sounded, I, don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like a quarter of his. All picks I know is even though the matchup, even though the matchup is <laughs> decent, do not start Eli Manning. Uh, running backs I like this week: Frank Gore against the Saints. Look, New Orleans they struggle against the run. We saw that with the with the Jets. You know. They struggle against the run. You, they, they actually really improved their pass defense under uh, uh, Rob Ryan. But I, I think, I think Frank Gore, the, he's the center of that offense. Frank and Gore I, is I just, definitely the center of that he's offense. He's a key to get twenty plus touches a game. Yep. And any guy that does that, you have to start him. Uh, Andre Brown against Green Bay. I think Giants. Like I said, I, I think they're gonna go to the well. I think Andre Brown runs the ball. Not even gets twenty five touches. Runs the ball twenty five times in that <laughs> game. Um, and no, Sean Moreno against Kansas City. Ooh, he Look, is Manning is banged up, and, and Moreno has been playing the lights their out lately. It, it, I mean, Moreno's been playing lights out. He hasn't put up less than ten points since week five. They're starting to run the ball a lot and, more, and, and they're going to do it against the Brits, the, the the Blitz of Kansas City. I think one. I think one wide receiver had a, had a reception in the first half last week for Denver. I, I, that that's <laughs> unbelievable because Julius Thomas had that long touchdown right, catch. Right. And then you know, Peyton just yeah, him. and then Peyton just went to the ground. Yeah, he just went to, and he and he threw it he's, to Moreno as well he, out of the backfield. He's banged up, and Kansas City blitzes a lot. I think he's going to do a lot of checkdown runs, etc. I like Noshan this week a lot. I agree. Uh, running backs, I don't like this week, as I say it every week. Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller. Why? Because of the Jets. I say the Jets defense. Yeah. Is, in my opinion, they're probably the best run defense. Even if the stats don't prove that they are the best run defense, to me they are because they just consistently hold running backs, you know, to very little. Uh, Pierre Thomas and Mark Ingram against San Francisco. I think Sproles is the only running back that has a decent week against San Francisco. I mean, Pierre Thomas has shocked me and he continues to shock me, but the San running back to start on that defense. team is Darren Sproles. Yes. Yeah. Well, especially against a good run defense. Yeah, in, in you know, Sproles um, makes Sproles makes plays out of the backfield, not just. Well, and he's the just super involved in the offense. Yeah, I mean, Sean Payton. Exactly. Is, he's a know, shifty little dude. He I really mean, is. He's he is a he's really a centerpiece in their player. game plan, no matter who they're facing. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and last but not least, this is a tough one because I have to start him in one of my leagues. But Shane Vereen at Carolina, it's his first game back. The Panthers are a top defense. I'm only doing it out of <laughs> desperation. Out of a hope and a prayer that you know he does what he did in Week One before he got injured. Oh, they got three. But guys I don't. Now. I don't think that they're going to give him more than ten touches. Is anybody not. a safe start in the backfield on that team? No. Bolden, no. Ridley, no, absolutely not. At Green, all. but all three of them are are, are but solid. But if I had to start one of them, yeah, who would you start if you had to start one? It's really because cool. I actually have Bolden it's in our cl- league, and I'm starting Jonathan start, Stewart over right I wouldn't start Bolden. Now. It would be either Ridley okay. or Vereen. Bolden somehow he gets the goal line carries. Keyword is somehow. Uh, you yeah, know. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna get any running touchdowns. I'd be surprised if they got. You know, maybe they get one, but it. it That's I, some I, defense they got to go up against. I, I just I think Shane Vereen, if it wasn't his first game back, he's definitely the guy you start. But because it's yeah. his first game back, I'm not so sure. I'd still probably go with him. All right. Just because I think they, they love the guy and they do not have any confidence in Stephen Ridley anymore. No, they don't. They really don't. All right, Bobby, All thanks right, wide a lot. Receivers, oh, yeah. oh, I got to finish. Sorry. I, I got to finish. Do it quickly. Uh, wide receivers <laughs> I like this week. Deshaun Jackson against Washington. Washington defense yep. is terrible. Pierre Garcon against Philly. That's going to be a shootout game. They scored 60 points in week one. Garcon looked last great time they last faced, week. You know, the last time they faced each other. Uh, Percy Harvin. Look, it's either you believe it or you don't believe it this week is his first game back against his former team. I I, I think he comes out ready to prove something. At home, ready to prove something. Uh, wide receivers I don't like. Larry Fitzgerald, even though they're facing the Jaguars, he just hasn't been himself this season. And the Jags are actually in the top six in fewest rece- receptions and receiving yards allowed to wide receivers this They're season. probably number six. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Denarius Moore against Houston. Look, he hasn't had a touchdown since week six, and Terrell Pryor continues to have trouble throwing the ball. I actually have Denarius Moore. Would you start uh, Taquan Underwood for the Bucks against him? Taquan Underwood. Or I have Marlon Brown. Would you start one of those two over Denarius Moore? Because right now it's Denarius Moore. No. No, I wouldn't. You really wouldn't. 
Maybe Marlon Brown. Maybe Jaquan Underwood. God, but I, but I, I didn't even pick him up. My corner. I'm like, who the hell? Who the heck's but this guy? I, I mean, I would. <laughs> I, I don't think any of those guys has a good week. But maybe Marlon Brown, just because Torrey Smith is going to be. Ah, uh, no, I don't know. I, I, I'd, I'd probably stick with more, even though I'd hate it. But nah. uh, tight ends, I like. Oh, and Roddy White against Tampa. Look, he's got a sore shoulder now. It just never. Don't start nah. Roddy White. I mean, at this point. He might even go get up, uh, uh, be facing Revis. I have Roddy White. Nobody feels your pain more than I do, but I, 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 <laughs> I, I just don't think you could start him at all going forward. Until he shows that he can score a touchdown, no way. I don't blame him. Uh, tight ends I like. Jordan Reed against Philly, bad defense. And Jordan Cameron. He had 10 catches and 91 yards last time he faced Cincy. I think he does not quite that, but he has a good outing against Cincinnati. Tight ends I don't like, Tyler Eifert, Jermaine Gresham's back, uh, and Heath Miller against Detroit. He's only averaging two and a half catches in the last They're four They're not going weeks, him a lot. So. That's it. All right, Bobby, thanks a lot. Let's uh, transition now everybody's favorite segment, the picks. Let's look into the crystal ball for some weekly NFL predictions. Here we go. And according to Kelly Coldest behind the glass, we have a, a trio of NFL Friday guys on the phone just to get their picks and that's how big of a deal this is so here we go Jets Bills I had the Jets Sean has the Jets Bobby the Jets fan I'm taking the Jets I mean they should win this game it doesn't mean they will win this game but I think going forward if they want to make the playoffs this is a game they have to win. Kelly and Patrick behind the glass both have the Jets and we go to the phone I, I don't know who I'm going to go to first whoever has the phone go <laughs> is that all three of you guys? Kenny, yes. Julian, and, and Matt Moore on the phone. All right, beautiful. That, that was easy. Thanks for making that easy, guys. Uh, all right, next game, Giants-Packers. I have the Giants. Sean has the Packers, Bobby. It's Scott Tolson. I mean, I know. It's the Giants. You got to go with the Giants. I mean, to. it's a third-string quarterback. It is. If, if the if Rams you, were facing him, I'd pick the Rams. I mean, if you're, if you're uh, NFL, only if they were home. If you're an NFL <laughs> team, <laughs> if you're an NFL team down to your third-string quarterback, forget it. The chances of you winning the game is very little. Very, very little. Uh, Kelly and Patrick also go on the Giants. We go to the phone. This is Julian. Give me the pack over the Giants. Oh man. Next. There we go. Kenny goes G-Man. Matt? Oh, that was Matt. Right, here we go. Okay. Oh, come on. All right. Next game. Wait, who did he pick? He picked Scott Tolzien. Oh, yeah. All right. It's Tolzien, by the Tolzien. way, not Tolzien. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that, that matters so much. Saints-Niners. All right. Yeah, we got. Oh, uh, thank you for that, Kenny. I didn't I didn't know. Not like I should. Uh, the next three games are, are unbelievable games. Saints-Niners. This is this is a great game. It's it's in New Orleans. It's a late game. Remember the Niners are coming off just a. How did they lose that game to the Panthers by one and not score a touchdown? Good defense. That's Good defense. Panthers. I gotta go. Colin Kaepernick is terrible. He is terrible right now. I'm going with New Orleans at home. Sean. I'm going with the Niners. I think Colin Kaepernick's gonna bounce back. In the big, in the big, uh, in the big, big easy. easy. I think they're going to bounce back against Rob Ryan's defense. They've been doing a pretty good job against. They the have been, and, they and, and they're home. They've got to go home. Kelly and Patrick both going Saints to the phone. All right, this is Julian. Saints are at home. They're a different team. They're that next level. Give me the Saints. Forty first downs last week. Julian, NFL Saints. record. Yeah. All right. Next up. And I will also go with the Saints as much as I they hate. All took the Saints. And, all right. They all took the Saints. So we are all taking the Saints except for Sean. That's right. His first time picking here, so he's in some uncharted waters here. He's got another lose. That's right. Uh, Broncos and the Chiefs. The Sunday night game. Game of the year. Game of the year. We'll go. We'll start off with Bobby. If you go against Peyton Manning this season, you're crazy. That's all I'm gonna say. If you pick he's, against Peyton Manning, the, like the way he's been this season, look, I know he's banged up. Thirty. I know he's banged up. But he's putting like up one of the best He'll break the record. he's ever had. He'll break the record. Of course, I'm going with him. I'm going Sean. with the I'm going with the Broncos. You can't wow. bet against. I really thought you would go with the Chiefs. Nope. Nope. You cannot bet against Peyton Manning in this situation. Everybody behind the glass going with the Broncos as well. And we go to the phone. Uh, I really want to pick this team. So do I. If they were home, I would probably take them. All right, next. I'm going with a quote from my man Pablo Torre around the horn. <laughs> Three words. Alex Smith, man. <laughs> my name is Alex Smith. He, he's averaging six yards per, ca- uh, per throw. 
So Matt Morrow's going with the Chiefs. All right, Kenny. My name is Alex Smith, and I don't lose football games. Oh my God! Your name is not there goes, Alex Smith. There goes your record. Okay. There goes your record, Kenny. Wow. So I was thinking about the Chiefs, but I'm gonna go Broncos now because we already Alex have two Smith guys. Hasn't You're right. Grown more than, I mean, if it's they just, were home, if they were home, I would see it more if they were home. But I wouldn't absolutely go. I'd still probably Denver. take Denver. I'll take Denver. Another great game, a Monday night game: Panthers Patriots in North Carolina. That could mean something in this game, Sean. I like the Patriots coming off. A big win in Pittsburgh. Put up 55 they points. Did. I think come that offense is starting to come into their form. I like him over the I, I, I agree. I think, yes, Carolina has probably the number two defense in the league behind the Chiefs. But Tom Brady threw four touchdowns last week. You got to stick with the, with the hot team. Kelly and Patrick. Patrick, the Patriots fan, both going with New England. Uh, I will go with New England as well. And we go to the phone. All right, this is Julian. I'm going to pick the Panthers. They're going to flip Tom Brady on his butt. He's not going to be able to connect with Gronkowski. I'm not surprised by that pick at all. Next. Uh, Tom Brady, Patriots. Matt goes with the Patriots. Kenny. Give me Cam Newton. Give me the Panthers. Cam Newton says that uh, the team is relevant now, but Coach Rivera says it's not time to pop bottles quite yet. Uh, so, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they'll be feeling like popping bottles if they can get a win on Monday night against New England. Our boy Patrick back there is uh, he's, little he's Belichick a little Jr. Because the Patriots, the Patriots, uh, the Patriots have the Panthers. They have the Broncos next week. So, and me and Patrick were talking before the show. They're going to have to go one and one in those two games to, to feel good about themselves coming out of that two-game stretch. Let's take a look at the standings. Uh, Bobby on top at 27 and 20, of course, coming into this week. Kenny at 21 and 17 in second. Pat. At eight and nine, barely eligible to qualify for the standings, uh, is in third. Uh, Mac twelve and fourteen in fourth. Matt Morrow sixteen and twenty in fifth. Nolan is at fourteen and nineteen in sixth. Julian at twenty-two and thirty in seventh. And Kelly, Kelly, every time she picks the Jets, they let her down at fourteen and twenty-two in last. Nick only, and DJ. It, so wait, Sean only Cohen's two people. Are above 500. Did I hear you right? <laughs> yes, only, only two me and Kenny are, are above, above 500. I forgot about the upsets. Probably the most important pick of all. Uh, Bobby, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm going Jags over Arizona. Why not? Arizona is terrible. Why not? Jaguars are home. Jaguars are five and uh, Arizona's five and four. How? How? I don't understand that. Sean. My upset special, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, there's a lot of controversy going on there. I think he's going to I think he's going to come out fired up and I think he's going to bang up this Lions D. I question both of these upsets from Kelly and Pat, but I'll say that they are upsets. I'll give it to him. Baltimore over Chicago, Baltimore in Chicago. I'll give that to him. Pat Cleveland over Cincinnati. That's Is that game upset. in Cleveland? No, it's in Cincinnati. No, so I'll give upset, I'll give that yeah. to him as well. Uh, we go to the phone for an upset pick. Julian. Uh, give me uh, Houston over Oakland. Oh, come on. There's no upset in that game. All right. Fine. Only because well, Julian's record needs it. All right, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, let, we'll, let, you, we'll let you get away with that. Uh, Matt, you up? I know. Uh, okay, okay. Okay, fine. So, Kenny is going to go with. Oh, that's not upset. I will take Minnesota over Seattle. Oh Why? My goodness. Why? You know what? In because fairness, Seattle's Seattle. looked pretty bad at times. In fairness, it's an upset. It's just, so. it's just that Minnesota has not looked good. Matt Morrow? <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Pat. Browns over the Bengals. All right. That, that's, that's, a, that's not a bad upset. I'm looking, I'm looking around here for an upset. I'm going to go with... Come on, uh, the Jags bandwagon, man. You know tough. you want to. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh at home against there Detroit. Get behind the steel curtain. Because that's an upset. That, I think that, that that's a valid upset, I think. It is. That's an upset. Lions are laying three and a half Houston points. That's an upset. Houston and Oakland is an upset. No, no, not at all. He, both Houston and Oakland are awful. Detroit is six hold on, and three. Hold on, but Houston, Matt, is a seven-point favorite over Oakland. That's a great upset. I, I, I don't understand how they're a seven-point favorite, but... We don't make and they're the on the road. We don't make the lines. We don't. Make we don't the make the lines, Kenny. Cut them loose. I'm going with the going with the, uh, the Steelers at home because Ben Roethlisberger with that chip on his shoulder. So many a couple of reports that he wants to get traded. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, we had one on Sun last Sunday, and after the game, they talked to him about. It. He's like absolute ludicrous, and again today, and he still says ludicrous. I mean, come on. 
unnamed sources. Unnamed sources. So that's I think he's going to have a little bit. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's going to get out there if, and if he, get if, the Steelers a win. If that's true, though, he should get rid of him. <laughs> well, they should uh, cut him loose. Yeah, it, now, it, it's, now it's, it's not time. true. He it's met with, he met with both true. owners and assured them that uh, yeah. that he doesn't want out. And nor I, I believe him. I believe he shouldn't want out. They, they're still. Oh, of course. But I'm just saying, if, if he's like, like you know deciding, like mm, maybe I'm reconsidering things. You know what? Get rid of him. Yeah, I. I if it's after, true, after the incident, if it's true, that get rid he went through and they kept him. Which one? Okay. Exactly. The motorcycle, the Vegas thing. Which one? All right, on that note, we thank Bobby Gubin for fantasy. Kelly, Pat on the other side. Julian, Matt, and, and Kenny calling in. Troopers over there. And, of course, my co-host, Sean Cohen, did a great job today. Mac Rosenberg, NFL Friday. We'll see you next week. Enjoy your football. This has been one-on-one's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.